Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with my co-host Anel. Anel, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, okay. All right, this is like episode number 95, um, No Free Will with Sam Harris Gets Right and Wrong Part 2. This might turn out to be a three or four part series, but it's about Sam's ha Sam Harris's landmark pioneering book, um, Free Will, that came out March 3rd, 2012. Now, the reason it's such a landmark is like Harris is the three-time New York Times best-selling um, author, and this is probably like the only book I, I think on Free Will a recent refutation that's not self-published. It's published by Simon & Schuster. It's all over the place. It's led to a, you know, to a huge amount of coverage in 2012, and he's done the world a great service uh, with this. Okay, before we get into, like, you know, kind of like commenting on the book, just let's briefly go over again what we mean when we say we have free will, why it's impossible, and why <clears throat> this whole effort... To, um, to show the world that we don't have free will is, like, so hugely important. Yes. All right, so, like, what do we mean when we say we have free will? Free will is the ability to make decisions that are independent of one's genetics and conditioning. Okay, and another way of understanding it is, like, if we had a free will, we could make decisions independent of things that we're not in control of. For example, like our unconscious, you know, we have, if, if our unconscious is taking part in our decisions, that's something that we're not in control of. Okay, and why is, like, what we're doing so important? Well, the belief in free will is, touches everything anybody does, thinks, or says. I mean, it's, in to, it's a total paradigm that's, that's guiding our society. It's incorrect. Okay. All right. That, it's the that, biggest thing ever. How's that? It is the biggest thing ever. John, ever. Except that we found life on an alien, another planet. I mean, I, that might be a little bigger. No, probably not. <laughs> well, no, or, or if, no, no. You know what would be bigger? If we found out for sure what happens after we die. Yeah. That'd be big. I don't know. It's close, but yeah. Or another thing would be bigger, and it, it hasn't happened, but like if somebody like develops like a happiness pill, a happy pill makes everyone blissed out, you know, no negative side effects. Or a time effects. machine into the future. I don't well, think the past is possible. I, I figured out why, but I went, yeah, time into machine. The future. I don't think that'd be possible. Into the future. You take it. You take a thing to outer space, and you live in outer space for six months, and when you come back, it's like twenty years later. Like, I don't know. I'm All just right. saying that might be. <laughs> <laughs> or, or humans learn how that, to fly. We mate with birds, and we have wings. This is crazy talk. <laughs> what would be bigger? I don't think anything. Right. Another thing I'm is just coming up a, with crazy a goodness things. pill. If you have a pill or something that makes of all, all No, that like wouldn't be bigger because you might still get depressed. I think the happiness pill, we never get depressed. I hear you. Or feel any pain. Okay. Yeah. Sort of, all right. right. So again. Anyway, it's the biggest thing ever. This is the biggest thing ever. It's uh, just like. Huge. It's humongous. Huge. It's, yeah. Epic. Titanic. John Searle. It's, it's bigger than Einstein, Copernicus, Galileo, Newton, Combined. and Darwin. Combined. I think so. Yes. All right. Uh, so like. We're, we're, we're just kind of like reading from this book and kind of like talking about it. And like on page 15, he makes a mistake, and it's the same mistake. Yes, the, and it's a mistake. The great Sam Harris made a mistake? He's, yes, well, yeah, that's, you know, he's made a few mistakes in this book, but that's why you know, we're okay. reviewing it. But again, it's a landmark book. He's done the, the world a huge favor with this book. Okay, now the mistake, it's the same mistake Dan, Daniel Wegner, a Harvard psychologist, made with his classic 2002 book, uh, The Illusion of Conscious Will. It's the same mistake also that um, some other people make. God, I'm so hooked on what this mistake could be. All right, here's the thing. Here it is. All right. Okay. Page. Why don't you read it to me see if I catch it? Uh, okay. First time. I haven't, there's no script here. Cool. All right. It's on page 15. He says... 
The endurance of this notion is attributable to the fact that most of us feel that we freely author our own thoughts and actions, comma, however difficult, or um, parentheses, however difficult it may be to make sense of this in, Ill, in logical or scientific terms, uh, close parentheses. Thus, the idea of free will emerges from a felt experience. Now, see if you catch the mistake. He's saying that people believe in free will because they feel that they're making their own right. decisions? That's why people believe in free will? Right, I, right. Think that's, I think that's right. That's why no, people... no, no. Think about it. They feel, a, feel, just because said, they feel it doesn't mean anything. He says it's a feeling. All right, we've got to explore. What you is don't a think feeling? That, you don't think free will is a feeling? I don't. I think it's an hedonic imperative to feel you feel better about yourself believing in free will. It's just a feeling. Define feeling. Chemicals within my body that make me feel good or bad. Again, I'm a psychologist, so I know this, like, a feeling, yes, a feeling is an emotion. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did, like, before this show, I did 140 episodes of, like, He's the a self-proclaimed psychologist. All right, so th- let's get this thing. First heard, so you're saying that Sam Harris is saying that people believe in free will because they feel as if they're making decisions. Right. I, I think that's why people believe in free will. They, feelings uh, are not facts. That's why we're going to talk about this. All right, a feeling is an emotion. Yes. It's like... When you feel something, it's either a sensory perception, you feel like heat, you feel cold, you feel hungry, it's a feeling like that, or it's like an emotion like anger, sadness, happiness, fear. Okay, this is an emotion. Um, We don't feel that we have a free will. Um, no, I said I feel people feel that they make un, they feel that they make decisions that they make. But that's not, not a comp- feeling. It's it's a conclusion. In other words, people are saying, "Well, like I just made this decision, and I conclude rationally, you know, based on reason or whatever, that it was completely up to me. That nothing that I was not in control of was." was but a lot of people just feel they have free will. They just feel that's intuitively correct. That's what I'm saying. It's not a feeling. So what is it? So why do people believe they have free will? Because, all right. He says it's a feeling that the people have. The, the reason why a lot of people believe it is because, like, St. Augustine in 530 A.D., he wrote this book on free will, you know, the Libra Arbitrio. Yeah, 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 that's true. St. Augustine you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, so, like, you know, he's St. Augustine. So, basically, it's part of the church theology, and Judaism is the same. They believe in free will. So, for a lot of people, you got to realize, if you're a church, you know, a if you're religious, you go to a church singing a guy or whatever, and the church tells you you have free will, and they tell you, well, if you don't believe kind of like what we say, then you're like putting yourself at risk for eternal damnation. So, like, people don't even think about this. People, like, a lot of people believe in free will because they've never thought about it. They say, well, the church says it. It must be true. But according to you, the hedonic imperative, if someone feels good, better about themselves because they believe in free will versus feeling worse, they will continue to believe something because they feel... Good. Right, but that's a feeling that's like interfering in others. So they have free will, they feel good about themselves. Let's go over like why St. Augustine... And I don't know why you're so threatened about a feeling. Just because people have feelings doesn't make it facts. Because, well, I know, but I might like, feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I, when I was little, I felt that Santa Claus was real. No, I know, but like, this is like such a confusing topic. I wouldn't be threatened by the feeling argument. So you're it, saying he's wrong. I think he's right. People believe in free will because they feel that they have gonna, it. Like, we'll spend the whole show on no, this. No, no, let's move on. <laughs> no. Um, St. Augustine, okay? The reason that he... Um, that's why people believe in free will because of St. Augustine? I never even heard of St. Augustine until like, no, I know. a couple months ago. That's not why I felt I I thought I had free will up until a few years ago when I you thought, came I, and, and like, to my senses, the but way I never heard of St. Augustine, so that's not people, why. People, 
all right. I felt I had it. That's the why. basic reason people quote unquote believe in free will that it's a belief. It's like it's not a feeling. It's a belief. Besides being psychotic and insane, it's like because when they're like three, four years old, five years old, you know, their parents tell them, you know, you did this of your own free will, you know, so that's why we're going to punish you. It's something we're taught, you know, but but also when you're younger and someone says you have free will, do you have it? You feel better internally believing you have. Then if you say you don't have free will, they get they get depressed. So it's what you're feeling about the subject is. All right, how you feel about yourself. People like things that make them feel good. So if it feels better, or you feel better about yourself believing in free will, you're going to believe it. That's all right. I agree completely. So Total you... selfishness and hedonic, you know, going towards pleasure and away from pain. I don't want to believe something that makes me feel depressed and miserable. So I, I, I happen to think believing that I don't have free will makes me, it makes me feel better. I have my own reasons. Right. Again, but you're That's saying the mistakes that, I, that I've made, yeah. your belief that you don't have a free will leads to feeling. So it's a different thing having the Since I started studying, and I feel better about my life not believing in free will. Right. If I believed, if I felt better about my life believing in free will, then I would believe it. Okay. But it's best for now, me to not... It's all conditioning. We're, I had things happen in my past that I believed if I made that terrible mistake, I was a bad person, but then I re- so I felt depressed. But then I realized if I had no choice but to make the mistake... After meeting you and discussing the topic, in about two seconds I got it. My whole world changed. I felt much better about my entire life that I didn't make any mistakes. I had no control over it. Right, so I was just along for the ride based on my causality, how my parents raised me and other things. St. Augustine. It freed me. Yes. And you felt <laughs> so good ironic. about that. You felt good about it. Freed that. me? But it's a, you get it? It's a feel, yes. It's a good By feeling. not believing in free will, I freed my whole psyche. Shut up. Okay. St. <laughs> Augustine. All right. He didn't, St. Augustine didn't feel that he had a free will. What, how he got to yeah, free will is like he's got this, this like premise, this underlying premise that God is all good. Okay, that's Christian theology. God is all good. It's Jewish theology. Yes. So he says to himself, if God is all good, what accounts for the evil in the world? So like he says, well, if, if God is all good, we can't blame him. So it's got to be our fault. So it was a conclusion based on what An I assumption. would consider a faulty premise. So it's yeah. not a feeling. It's a conclusion. It's a rational intellectual mistake that, that people make. For you, okay. You got it? All right. But it's not a feeling. A feeling is an emotion. I, f- I feel better. Some people feel better about themselves. That's chemicals, do- endorphins, whatever, dopamine, is released because they believe in free will. All right, you got to understand. They're addicted the, to it like a the, drug. There's a difference between what, what um, makes the illusion of free will and how we feel about how we believe about human will. In other words, right, I see like, what you're saying. Right. So, okay. Right. Okay. And again, you're right. Like people believe in free will because it makes them feel better to believe in Based free will. Based on their ca- causal history and conditioning. Right. But, but their belief in free but will is not But look what happened to me. I got to a point where not believing in free will made me feel better. Well, yes. I I'm know. still agreeing it's conditioning. That's the thing. Well, absolutely. So, all right. All right. Page 15, you have a problem with. I'm writing that down. I'm going to read it later. Oh, yeah. All right. Now we go to page 16. Oh, one page. And he's got a kind of a confusing refutation of compatibilism. Now, before, compatibilism is like that some philosophers, and it doesn't make, doesn't make sense, but some philosophers understand, they accept that everything has a cause. The determinism is like the fundamental law of the universe. You know, everything must have a cause. But then they still say, yeah, I believe that everything have a, has a cause, but we still have free will. Now, okay. And the reason, the, how they get to this conclusion, one, they'll do a classic straw man argument. They'll say, well, free will doesn't mean that I can choose what I decide regardless of things, are, um, whether 
things are like in or, or not in my control. Free will means that I can like choose what I decide because I'm, I'm deciding what I want to decide. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say that, that free will means that, that I could have chosen to do, do otherwise, but that kind of like goes against causality. But anyway, here's, here's what Harris has to say about this. Okay, um, the endurance of this notion is attributable to the... Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> I'm on page Just so you know, we're trying to get this uh, show to the mass media, a mass audience, regular people. When you say combative, compa- compatible... No, I know. I hardly, I hardly ever I, use I don't, I'm, I'm, in, I, I'm yeah. like a... The world, I think I'm the world's greatest philosopher. I, don't, I mean, I'm just going to say that there's no free will, not because of compatibilism or... Because we're realists. Yeah. No. I mean, a regular person doesn't want to hear what compatibilism. I don't even know what it means. Right. I mean, and, and, and philosophy... Incomprehensible gibberish. So that, just, yeah. Yeah. And, and so actually, even, what did you mean by that? Compatibilism... No, no. You said Sam Harris made a mistake on page 16. He gets compatibilism wrong? Right. Let me, so I'll read so it. So it's already confusing. I'll read so what it do you mean by that? Yeah. He confuses a bit. Uh, and he corrects himself later, but he goes... He says, Today the only philosophically respectable way to endorse free will is to be a compatibilist. Oh, to be a compatibilist. Okay. Because we know the determinism in every sense relevant to human na- behavior is true. Define compatibilism for me real quick. C- compatibilism basically is that they believe... They they accept the fact that there's determinism, but they still believe in free will. So, like what Harris is saying, that's is, crazy. No, I know. Bill Carter. Yes. They know that cause and effect is true and determined, but they still believe in free will. Right. How do they make that leap? Well, it's a straw man argument. What Basically, does that mean? Straw man argument. There you go again. Straw man argument. False is, argument. In philosophies, yeah, it's like when you when you present an argument that's not. Relevant to what the the, the, oh, the it's matter like a t- it's like hand. a tangent exactly it's like the, he, they're 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 kind of they redefine free will so then they can have a you know the idea like that free will to compatibilists would mean that we are free to to that no some compatibilists say that like we have a free will because we are making this, the decision. It's us. And that's so a what? compatibilist argument. Exactly. It's, it's not what the debate is about. Oh, it's I see. That's a straw man argument. It's not what the right. debate is about. It's when you change the meaning of what you're arguing in order to like then present... To win the argument. ...consequential. Right. So Sam Harris is saying what about compatibilists? Well, I'm going to read it again. Okay. Today, the only philosophically respectable way to endorse free will is to be a compatibilist because we There's know... There's no respectable way to endorse free will. Sorry. <laughs> because we know the determinism in every sense relevant to human behavior is true. Okay, now, that, the reason that doesn't make sense is because, like, again, um, combat, compatibilists accept that free will, that determinism is true, so, like... Um, They're not compatible. They're incompatible. You can't have both. Right, and so, in other words, it's not a respect... It's also, it's not a respectable way to... Um, yeah, he's got that wrong. You found will. something that Sam Harris got wrong. It's a deceitful It's not way. a respectable way... There is no respectable way to endorse free will. Zero. Right. And what I so think he's saying he mean, that's the only respectable way? Right. He, he's crazy. He's out of his mind. No, no. It's not respectable. And I think what he meant to say, you know, was that it's the only Sam, philosoph- come on, Sam. philosophically um, kind of like conventional or, or widely accepted way. Yeah. But it's not. It's, it's definitely not respectable because it's Anything like, promoting free will is totally <laughs> non... It doesn't make any sense. It's not respectable at all. I don't care. Not one iota of respect for anyone who will... Could even dream of free will. So, okay. Again, now he he clarifies. So I'm glad you found something. Right. So he now he he corrects himself a bit. You know, <laughs> the next you know, a little further down he says, however, that free will 
the, the free will that compatibilists defend is not the free will that most people feel they have. Now, again, he it's uses confusing. that feel word. Right. So, no, he's right. He's, he's basically saying what we're saying, that compatibilists will use a straw man definition of free will. You know, they're not addressing what we mean when we say we have free will. Anybody who believes in determinism and also thinks you believe can have free will at the same time is totally nuts and insane. Absolutely. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever... How can you, you have both? blame them, I know. Everything's cause and effect, yet I circumvent that and make decisions outside of that. I mean, it's one or the other. Yes. Take... Oh, that's what I used to talk, talk about, my bi-spiritual, my new... I, that drives me... I get very upset when I hear that, just I, so you know. When people I take know. it both... I mean, that's taking it both ways. And the thing How is, like... You, when would you have free will? When wouldn't you? When it's convenient? I know. It's, it's, it's like, inconsistent. It's like know? saying, I'll just decide whenever I free will when it's most conven- It makes me look the, the best. And when I, look, when I don't look so great, then it's God's will. You know? But when I do some good things, it's me. I mean, the whole thing is so ridiculous. I know. And again, the good thing is we can't blame people. One or the people. other. We can't blame us. You know, we can't logically blame them. It's they hypocritical. Them. It's double talk. It's gibberish. It's like the universe making them do that. It's not right. All right. So, all right. So, like, then he says a little further down, he kind of, like, describes his version of, one version of compatibilism. He says, compatibilists generally claim that a person is free as long as he is free from any outer or inner, inner compulsions that would prevent him from acting on his actual desires and intentions. Okay, and he gets this right, that, absolutely. But think about that. Like, why is that compatibilism, like, absurd? Well, because, like, you know... Basically, they're saying that we have a free will, again, if we can, like, make a decision that is free from um, inner and outer compulsions um, that prevent him from acting on his actual desires and intentions. The thing is, like, we don't decide our actual desires and intentions. Our Our desires and intentions all have causes. Okay, and that's the thing. So, like, if you're arguing about that, basically this compatibilist argument is arguing, arguing for a will. Yes, we have a will in that sense, but it's not free of causality. We're not refuting desires and intentions and wants. We're saying you can't choose your desires, intentions, and wants. So I, there's no refu- Everyone has... I have desires, and I, I desire somebody in my life to call me, but, I mean, I, I can't choose that. I just have that desire. That's... In other words, I, I desire what I desire, but I can't choose what I desire. There's no, what I mean, the fact that people have desires and, and intentions. No, I know, I know. Doesn't mean anything. And again, like you know, so they're what? they're basically ignoring causality with that definition. In they're, fact, I wish I desired not to desire what I desire because right, they're, they're claiming I'm that miserable because this person's not calling me. Do you, don't you think I would tell you <laughs> I don't desire that anymore? Wouldn't I be I free? Know. But I can't help it. I oh, know. Oh. No, it's true. We don't. All right, choose you got it. Desires. You got it. You just got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Okay. Terrific. So then we're on to page 20. This is going to take us maybe five episodes. No, we got time. That's all right. Absolutely. All right. Um, Then on page 20, he he offers a concise definition. Wait a minute. Okay. If my co-host had a free will, he would have had this perfectly <laughs> okay. done in advance. All right, here, proof, here's proof another. Positive. No, no, th- yeah, this is another kind of like explanation, another refutation of compatibilism that he offers. And it's about being able to do otherwise, okay? Because, like, one of, like, the, the definitions of free will compatibilists will use is, like, free will 
is, or this might actually be lived, I don't know, free will is um, the, that we could have done otherwise, that, you know, we didn't have to choose the way we chose. We didn't have to do what we did. We could have acted otherwise. So like they say, if we could have acted otherwise, that's a demonstration we have free will. Okay, here's how Sam Harris um, addresses Don't get me that. started with this one. <laughs> All right. And there is no way I can influence my desires. Okay, he's from before. For what tools of influence would I use? Other desires, right? Like, you know, to say that I would have done otherwise had I wanted to is simply to say that I would have lived in a different universe had I been in a different universe. All right, compatibilism amounts to nothing more than an assertion of the following creed. A puppet is free as long as he loves his strings. Do you really want me to comment on this? Absolutely. If you could have done otherwise, why didn't you? Exactly. And you want, to ex- you want let's explain to the audience why you couldn't have done otherwise. Because, again, the only way we could have done otherwise would have been if the universe would have been otherwise. Yeah. It obviously the wasn't... of the universe, your atoms, your core, everything about you, the moment before that, I mean, that's... Right, just the fact, the fact that... It, yeah, let's um, talk to the people. If you could have done otherwise, which camera? Why didn't you? Number two, or three. Yeah. So whatever you regret in your life, you didn't have a free will, you were doing the best you could, you made a mistake, you, you, I don't know if we're allowed to curse, but you did you no. fucked something up, okay, you messed something up, <laughs> you, you regret it, but if you could have done otherwise, well now, looking back at it, you have more information, you're a different person, you're a different time and space, you look back and said, I should have done this, that, and the other thing, but at that time, you didn't know any better, so if you d- could have done otherwise, why didn't you? Answer that and call it, me, I exactly. don't know, I mean, was, And again, again, if the universe would have been otherwise... That's the only way we could have done otherwise. Well, if everything was different, then I wouldn't have... Yeah, okay, well... Obviously, if we did something, then the universe wasn't otherwise. Correct. That's the thing. I could have done otherwise if everything about me was different, including the entire universe. All right, so, so the, the basic, you know, so the fact on this, we could not have otherwise, done otherwise because we were not otherwise and the universe was You're always doing otherwise. the best you can. That's the other thing. You're always doing the best you can with everything that's happening. That's another thing. All of this, the invisible this, pressure, this, psychic things... Right. Money pressures, every climate, you know, that's how you enough, feel. Yeah. You're always doing the best you can. Even, even if you can't get out of bed for a week, that's the best you can do at the time. Right. What you, What is this bi-spiritual thing you said? That People take the free will thing both ways. So that's another it's example of how they... bisexual, you go both ways. No, so that's another you take example. take free will, you don't have... Yeah. That's another example. I made up that word, people, bi-spiritual. Right. No, so so people will say, you know, like, people, when you say, like, to, 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 a per- yeah. to a person, you know, like, you know, well, you know, um, that person was doing the best they could. Correct. You know? You know, I was doing the best I could. You know, don't blame me and stuff. That's a, that, when they say that, they, they're understanding. They're refuting free will right there. Right, right. So that's another kind of like contradiction. All right. All right. So like, so basically Harris has offered two arguments against compatibilism. Compatibilism is something that the founder of American psychology, William James, called a wretched subterfuge. And Immanuel Kant called it... Um, no, I think it was Kant called it a wretched subterfuge. I don't know. But basically, it's like people understand that it just makes no sense. The compatibilist argument is just complete illogic. And people, you know, again, like, it's another, like, this, this illusion of free will is so persistent, so pervasive, mm-hmm. it, it basically overrides people re- people's reason. People kind of, like, make up stuff that's disingenuous. It's, it's not um, 
respectable, you know, in terms of like logic, in order to keep it. it you know, all right. People so what else? believe in free will are totally illogical. They're totally, basically, intoxicated, inebriated. They don't make any sense ever. And uh, that's how I, you know, that's how I see it. I mean, all right. If you believe in free will, you got to be drunk or something. I mean, it's not. Right. There's no reason to it. It's, no, I know. We got we got okay, three, three and a half minutes, minutes left, and like this is going to take a little more time to go through. So, like, instead of going through this now, let's go through our commercials and stuff and why this is so important. Or I could you like can't, we'll, you can't start with it. We'll we'll, start, we'll finish. Yeah, the basically, basically, Sam Harris gets that free will is impossible, which is great, and that's what this book is about. But he believes, according to this book, that true randomness exists. That some, yeah, oh, I, know, Sam, I know. Sam, Sam, you gotta, you can't be intimidated by the quantum mechanics, by the Copenhagen interpretation. Just think about it. Sam, Happen you're so about smart, it. Sam. Oh. He'll, he'll get it. He'll get he it. He believes that randomness exists. Yeah. So like, it, we'll, does, it doesn't really matter, but still, we'll we'll address this oh, on the next like epi- episode. This is like part <laughs> two. I know we're gonna go into part three. All right, commercials. This show like is on every Thursday in White Plains, you know, because of Verizon FiOS, it also goes to Ardsley, Scarsdale, you know, and like a few other um, towns in Westchester oh, County. That's terrific. That's a wealthy area. That's I great. know, and and it also is like we 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 now are showing this in Manhattan. Okay, so it's getting a lot of reach. And talk about your show, your the one you produce. Should we start sending this to Chicago and L.A. to those? We've, we've thought about that. I'd like to. Yeah, when do you got to work on that. Uh, what it, my show is really a little different because it's live. It's live every other week. I think for December, January, and February, we're going to do once a month because it's just too cold and it's too windy and I don't want to walk around freezing. In the, it's, a, it's at 11 o'clock, so it's kind of late. I have a full-time job. But anyway, we refute free will, uh, no free will, <laughs> 11 o'clock on MNN2, and we take phone calls, like what I said, every other week for about 10 months of the year. Please call us and tell me what you think. Okay. And again, and anyway, I just want to say, I want to make commercial. You have nothing to lose by watching our shows because the only thing you're going to lose, I don't know which camera, but the only thing you're going to lose is something you don't have in the first place, which is your belief in free will. You don't have it. You're only going to lose something you didn't have to begin with. So you're playing with house money in a way. Right. You're going to okay. lose your sense of free will. Your and, belief in free will. You and our show, No Free Will, every Wednesday at 11 o'clock, Channel 56, Time Warner in Manhattan. MNN2, I think it's 56. MNN2, right, the Lifestyle Channel. Or it's also like live through the internet. Okay, you can watch it and you can call in if you're watching it live. MNN.org. At okay. 11 o'clock, go to and Channel 2. We still got again. another minute. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. The meetup. We've got a meetup. The meetup is what started all of this, okay? You know, I founded a meetup on April 7, 2010, knowing, you know, I based it in Manhattan because I knew that, like, when people are searching for a, a meetup in Manhattan, they wouldn't join the group, perhaps. They wouldn't, like, come to the meetings, but they'd see it every time they're looking for a group in, in midtime Manhattan. And that's how we created the buzz. It's that's just a numbers I, game, population-wise. If you put it in White Plains, people even see it in Manhattan. We're not going to go out to White White Plains drive or take, you know, so we so you have a big, much bigger population base. It's like a it's quick a commercial. Game. It's a yeah. quick commercial, like, you know, free advertising. All right, we've got like 30 seconds. So, like, all right, so now, yeah, in the next episode, we're going to explore more of Harris's, like, you know, landmark milestone, you know, very, very important book. But he gets a few things wrong. Again, but the main thing is he gets it but right. But even if he gets the randomness thing wrong, it doesn't matter. But he, if he's, it's just a little upsetting that he would get something like that wrong. But it still doesn't prove free will. I know it's upsetting because, like, you got people have to understand. Sam, you got to understand. Nothing happens without a cause. It's conceptually impossible. All right, we'll get into that next episode. Thanks for watching. See you uh, next time. Thanks.